Welcome to the Thrill of Victory podcast. My name is Seth Yates. Joining me is the legendary Will Fain. Will, we finally did it, brother. This is something that we've been talking about for about a year now. Um, I'm excited to be here with you. It's something that we're both so passionate about. And I think that's what people will want to listen to is because it shows that it's like, hey, we do care about this. We do put the time into something like this. And it's it's enjoying for us. Right. Absolutely. Growing up, uh, it was Sports Center 24-7 for me. Uh, that was what I had on in the morning when I went to sleep. In the afternoon, I felt like I just ate, slept, and you know, breathed ESPN, sports, baseball, football, basketball, whatever was going on. And it kind of got to the point where that was who I was, you know, just me as a person was right. sports all the time. And so you know, I think it was awesome. You know, we got lucky. We met at Texas A&M, uh, two guys who just you know absolutely love sports and, you know, not, oh, I'm a basketball guy, like love sports yeah. all around. It's like, uh, I follow it all. Exactly. You know, just and it, whoever I think it was, the best somebody part I can talk is, baseball with. Yeah. Baseball, I mean, golf. I love, do, I do love talking golf. I mean, Tiger Woods for me is one of the best sports figures out there, depending on what he has done off the field. But I think the best part is that it, our relationship started because of a mutual friend for me, but he's actually your family member. And he got both of us together to just walk around campus and find out where our classes were for our first year at AM. And right. from then it was like, Hey, I kind of, I kind of like this guy. Like we kind of get along. Like this is, this is great. Maybe we should start, you know, hanging out more. Like you know, different sports wise, and go play some basketball anywhere. And, and from that point on, like, you know, we start doing some intramurals together, and then we end up living together for a few years. And I mean, shout out Garrett. This whole podcast wouldn't be possible without you. I mean, like you said, just a guy that I knew I could just talk sports with. Absolutely loved hanging out with you, Will. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've told you one of my favorite memories of you was it's probably one of the first ones I ever had too was uh it's coming off of that pretty pretty severe high ankle sprain that I had one of the first times back in the gym we were playing and I just absolutely smoked a layup uh wasn't feeling 100 percent was first time back smoked the layup and you came up to me and you're like hey this is daddy's house and just looked at me as you ran back down the court it's hey you know, it's a different kind of animal on the court and on the field in any kind of other way. So it, it is something that you do get to play around with. And uh, any kind of edge that a competitor can get over their competitor, whether that be in the mental aspect or physical aspect, you've, you've got to take it. Yeah. Will, you're, you're making me laugh the entire time. I couldn't focus and, and play basketball because you're sitting there. You're like, oh, yeah, this is daddy's house. Got to ask daddy's permission to come in here. It's, and I think it all comes back to the uh, wonderful smile that I do have most days. Wonderful smile. Uh, so yeah, just a little bit about us. Um, you know, my name is Seth, graduate Texas A&M, class of 20. Worked with the, the basketball team while I was there. I was fortunate to turn that into a GA opportunity at Oregon State. Uh, we'll talk about them later on. And then I got to was a part of a Pac-12 championship and Elite Eight tournament, three and a half minutes away from beating Houston and going on to face Baylor in the Final Four. That would have been an experience. That was eventual national champion Baylor. And then eventual national champion Baylor. That was absolutely crazy. But turned all of that into an assistant coaching job up in Montana. Uh, and I'm really excited about that. Really excited for the opportunities, uh, for the experience, and to kind of be a part of that on the on the other side of things. I've sat in these meetings for a long time, but now it's 
have a little bit more say, have have an opinion, and kind of you know have an impact on the way that the team operates and and stuff is something that I'm kind of excited about. Uh, I've gotten a little bit, got to do a little bit of that already. Absolutely love it. I'm super excited about like it. running different things and you know helping get different players into the program. And it's like right. you know I I helped out with this like a lot. Like it's it's something that I can be proud of. I think I think that's going to be a really great thing to follow along as we're doing this, but also just as a friend, it'll be a great experience to see mm. all the ebbs and flows of everything and how how it impacts everything. How yeah, no, I'm super excited about it. Probably one of the coolest things was I was already working with one of the guys, and um, we're just kind of going over attacking a pick and roll and the different look. And I was working different ways to get the pass off. And I get gave him a new one one day, and then playing they were scrimmaging and he had the look he had the same one that we were working on but he didn't make it and as soon as he did i heard him yell and he looked at me and he was like my bad i saw it i saw it and that was just one of the coolest things so i was like, and it's like, about like oh, two days like, ago and it's like what i'm doing is actually you know making an impact on someone like they they can recognize that i can teach this kind of thing to people they mm -hmm. can recognize it even in a game situation right exactly That's exactly so will want you it's great well, tell the people a little bit about you. So, you know, just me, I, I was, you know, big into sports as, I mean, as early as I can remember, it was always basketball, football. I mean, even like you were saying, it was ESPN 24-7. I, I wanted to watch Sports Center. I grew up wanting to be like those guys, like the Stuart Scotts of the world. I mean, those are guys that had a huge impact on my life. And I think, you know, just from that standpoint, it was – well, I want to do what I can to get into that, those positions. So I want to learn more about every sport that I can, whether that be ranging from basketball, football, golf, baseball, even boxing and UFC. And so, you know, growing up, it was mainly just basketball. And then into high school, I kind of went into the manager side of it. And, I, you know, doing the statistics of everything on the iPad, getting down, you know, what shot was the best shot for our team? What was our best chances of winning? Defensive possessions, because uh, personally, I'm a big defensive guy. For me, defense in any sport will win you any type of championship. If I can keep you from scoring, then I'm, I'm going to most likely beat you. And I wanted to learn more about that aspect of it. And so uh, what other way than to be with the coaches whenever I can and to learn from them and, you know, help actually track everything like hey this game we got so many defensive stops but this game we didn't the one we had more stops we won by like 20 but the one where we had less stops it was like a five-point game so i mean it was just a fun way to look at that and i mean even going back into the hometown of you know lufkin texas just the athletes that i could see growing up i mean that you can does. range all, all the way back he he did catch it you you can range back all the way in the early 2000s. I mean, we had Reggie McNeil, starting quarterback, you know, went on to play at A&M, get drafted pretty highly in the NFL draft. And then you go Des Bryant, one of the top wide receivers in the country, goes to Oklahoma State, really does do a great job there, and then gets drafted by the Cowboys. And has a tremendous career with the Cowboys. I mean, you can go Eric McCoy, you know, he was a – starting center for A&M for so long, then he gets drafted by the Saints. Uh, Kiki QT, great wide receiver, and then he went on to play at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes. Really did some great things there, and I, I want to say he got drafted by the Texans, and now he's with the Colts organization. And, I mean, we, 
you can even throw out some baseball players like Brandon Belt. And I mean, now he's a starting first baseman for the San Francisco Giants. A couple World Series rings, even more football. You've got Javorski Lane. I mean, he did some great things in an A&M uniform and even in the pros. It's, it's really interesting to see the come up of a lot of these different athletes, the way that they were raised. And then the way that they give back to that community is something extremely special that it's, it's really fun not to just go out you get to meet them. And it's like, Oh, this is like a genuine person, Mm -hmm. but it's also, they do care about where they came from and they want to do everything they can to help the people that are still in that community because they know they've been through it. They, they understand what goes on in those types of communities. Right. You know, it's one of the cool things is when you see these guys who end up being, you know, major superstars in their sport, when you see them at high school and just kind of see they're, how they're just different. Like for me, I remember, uh, I don't remember what year it was, it was like seventh or eighth grade. I'm at the high school state tournament with my dad. Watch this guy start pushing it up the, the side of the court, kick it into another gear, take off from, you know, a little bit inside the free throw line and dunk all over. Dexter Pittman, six foot eleven, wow. played center for University of Texas. Like, oh, that's that was Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year, starting point guard for the Boston Celtics. You know, watching him as a sophomore do that, and then just like, okay, that's a guy that I want to follow. And then watching him, Phil Forte, play as sophomores, juniors, seniors, and then watching the career they had at you know at Oklahoma State, and then now Marcus in in Boston, Phil's an assistant coach in St. Louis. It's just really cool. There's something about high school athletics and watching guys like that. And I think that can even translate a lot into college athletics because it's it's like the passion. It's like I'm going to outwork you the best I can, but it's mainly because I do love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of college athletics, Will, it's time we talk about the pride and joy of the state of Texas and Texas A&M, Texas A&M football. Well, we've got a, we've got, according to two four seven, the greatest recruiting class ever coming in, and that's, you know, that's awesome to have such talented guys. But you know, you never, not never, you don't see true freshmen make a huge impact right away. A lot of times, these guys are coming in highly, you know, highly recruited, but they're also guys ahead of them that are highly recruited. <clears throat> they're right. already there. So when do you think we're gonna see the? result from this incredible recruiting class so there's a lot of different you know ways that that can go because i think in different areas some of those kids are going to step up day one i mean you've got the number one wide receiver evan stewart you know five star his explosiveness agility that his change of direction speed is all as elite as can be and i mean i think that's a great shot at starting day one I think he'll be out there first team with uh, against Sam Houston on that September 3rd game. And then the really intriguing one for me is that defensive line group. Just because the way the A&M has always played, I mean, they, they're constantly cycling in and out different D, D linemen to keep everyone fresh. And it really takes a toll on those offensive linemen because, I mean, the talent that they have. They did have a few departures. I mean, you had Michael Clemens. He got drafted you know, decently high to the New York Jets. And then you also had DeMarvin Leal. So those were your two bookends, and they both get drafted. You even had a main guy up front, Jaden Peavy. He signed a deal with the Bills. So I think it's going to be a really interesting thing to watch because you had Walter Nolan, Anthony Lucas, Shamar Stewart. All three of those guys are 
five-star guys that A&M signed just in this past class. So that'll be a really interesting to watch just to see which ones do get that early playing time because a lot of them will will get that. And even with that DB group, there there is some talented youth that is going to push some of those veterans like Damani Richardson, Jalen Jones, Antonio Johnson. They're going to push for some playing time because, I mean, the, these guys are here to play. You can really tell that just by the open practice that A&M had uh, just the other day, Sunday, I believe. I mean, that everyone's there. and They're there to work. Mm-hmm. Right. No, we've got a very talented group and it's, I'm always super excited. I think, you know, we, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. I think really what's going to come down to is, you know, the quarterback play. Like we had Haynes King was looked great and then he got hurt uh, early on in the year last year. We got Max Johnson coming in. I think there's going to be, you know, it's the most important position in all of sports is the quarterback of your team. Yeah, and yeah. so <clears throat> I think we've got two guys who are, really talented, but I think it's going to come down to the level of play that they're going to give us this year on, you know, ultimately how far this team can go. Cause I think like you've, like you've talked about, there's a ton of talent in the trenches across the skill positions. I think it's going to come down to what kind of quarterback player are we going to get? Right. And I think with both of them, it's a slightly different game. I think Haynes, that's more of your dual option threat because he can sling it. But he's also got that world class speed, almost like your running back Devin Achain. He is, you know, that he he runs track for AM. But Haynes King is a guy. I mean, just watching him in high school at Longview, he was he could throw it, he could run it. But then you you can't really discredit Max's game because just in the spring game, he could he showed you that he also could run. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a really interesting way of how those two go. But you really can't count out also the true freshman Connor Weigman. I mean, right. he just in high school, he played two of the most important positions in all of sports. He was quarterback, but he's also a shortstop, both highly regarded at, at both positions. And he's also going to play baseball here. So I think that's going to be another one to watch because he may be young, but he is extremely talented. Right. First game, September 3rd, Sam Houston. Then you've got Appalachian State, but then you've got the first night game, and that is uh, Miami at home. And I think that's going to be one great game. I mean, you've got Mario Cristobal coming back to Miami after you know growing up there playing there and then all the different stops as he had as a college coach he's part of that saving tree just as well and he even had some great success at Oregon but now to come do it in Miami where he it is known that they were a powerhouse program back with mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson so it'll be a really interesting to see uh, you have any what are your thoughts on how that game might go no i'm really excited about it um i think it's going to be the first true test of the season Look, just looking at our schedule, it, the question was always, you know, is this going to be our year? You know, I've lived in lived in College Station for a long time, so I've been hearing about this is our year, this is our year, um, and I feel I feel like I've heard that a lot. You know, based on our schedule, we've got some tough games, you know, at Alabama, at Auburn, at Mississippi State, but those we got LSU at home, Florida home, Miami home, Arkansas, that neutral site game that's kind of technically a home game against a tough Arkansas team. And then Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. I I think this could be a good. I think this could potentially be the year, right? This could potentially be the year that we make the college football playoff. Finally, um, done flirting with that that five, six, seven seed. What do you What are your thoughts yeah. on that, Will? I, I really got to agree with you on that, just because the talent that they have brought in since they even since this staff came in. I, the talent is just unbelievable. I mean, Kevin Sumlin did bring in some great talent, and there's been some great talent to come through A&M just 
over the years since I've been following them, but they've never had talent like this at every position. There was normally, you know, one position where they kind of lacked in a different area or they had like too much talent at one position. So it really didn't get the, the talent wasn't spread out. But I mean, with this staff, you can just see the talent at every position. I mean, it looks like almost every one of those guys is going to get drafted. Right. Just by the way they, they come off the bus. And with, with the league, the SEC that they're in, it is one of the toughest leagues in college football. But when you kind of look at it, it's Sam Houston, that you know that should be a W. Appalachian State, that is a tricky one to me personally just because of the different things that they've done over the years. I mean, they did go on the road and beat Michigan not too long ago. Right. And then you know, Miami, they do have some great talent. And Arkansas, that game is always tricky. That's always a toss-up. I know Arkansas beat A&M last year, but every year before that, since entering the SEC, A&M did win. But a lot of those games, I mean, it was a coin flip of who was going to win that. It was games in overtime. It was games that didn't – I mean, it wasn't over until that fourth quarter. You didn't really get a good sense of who was going to win those games. Will, do you remember the game uh, two, three, four years ago? At one point, I think second quarter, Kellen Mond broke an absolutely beautiful run, streaking up the sideline. Mm-hmm. Defender hits him. He tiptoes the line, but blow it dead, stopping him short. I want to say that was that uh, that 2018 season, and they went, they did win the game. But that that was one of those that was one of those instances where you got to see from the staff that this staff cares about mm-hmm. every single one of these players because that camera instantly went to the sideline, and you see Jimbo Fisher just absolutely destroying that ref because he's like. I know my guy did not step out of bounds. Like that mm-hmm. should be a touchdown. He took that thing for sixty something yards almost, and there's just no way. It was that game and that same year when they played Clemson at home. And you know, the the play that no one ever wants to talk about where he threw it to Courtney Davis and Courtney Davis dies for the pylon and they said that they went outside of the pylon, so it was a touchback for Clemson when, you know, they could go either way, but from my point of view, it did look like Courtney did get that touchdown. And who's yeah. to say whatever would have happened that game and the rest of that season? But that it's you can tell that this staff is genuine and loves each and every one of their players. And I think that's one of the best ways that I love to follow AM sports because it at times it feels like that way across all the staffs between football, basketball, baseball, softball track i mean it's it's just something about the town right absolutely growing up there i have to agree there's just something about the town and the way that they they love a and m you know the love and support that the city has for the university and the university gives it back it's a really cool thing to see i've absolutely loved living there and like everyone says you you can't explain it it's just something that you have to witness and spirit can never be told it's it's an incredible sight, honestly. It's one of my favorite things. Well, Will, this was this was a lot of fun. I'm super excited to uh, to keep this going with you. Looking forward to next week when we continue this topic on Texas A&M football with a special guest. Don't want to don't want to tease it just yet. Um, keep it a surprise, you know. He's he's definitely passionate about everything that he does talk about, and he's got some great sports takes that he always backs up with the own facts that he has provided himself on why that is his take 
super excited about it. I'm really glad to have him next week. You know, I feel like we've got a pretty good little group of guests we got lined up coming across different different you know sports and athletic competitions. I'm really excited to kind of get into those and you know dive into different sports, talking to different people. It really kind of just expand you know our knowledge on these sports, but then get to share that with people through this podcast. And then you also get to share experiences. I think that's a great thing to be able to share and really paint a picture for a lot of people. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Will, I'll be seeing you next week, brother. That sounds like a plan. Thanks, thanks everybody for joining us. See you later.